1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>
2: Hello, welcome into the Starcastic Remarks Studios. This is Ryan, and this is Starcastic Remarks, the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, this is the AGR for game number 26 against the St. Louis Blues. Stars lose tonight by a final score of 4-1. to one. Uh, Lots of storylines coming out of this game tonight. Um, but before we talk about that, we'd like to talk about uh, DraftKings. Please make sure that you go and use the promo code thpn next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them and a new year, new users get something special for, as well if you go and use that promo code so please go and use that uh without further ado we're gonna bring james and christian in guys how's it going uh kind of a rough night right
1: <laughs> yeah seven wins straight to four losses sucks
2: so lots of storylines coming out of uh, tonight's game, but obviously the the big one before the game even starts uh, was the fact that uh, Ben Bishop spoke to the media uh, for the first home game since he announced that his career is basically over. He's not retiring uh, because he's gonna he's going to uh, be on LTIR for the rest of his contract. But I mean, for for lack of a better term, he's retired. He he will not be playing another NHL game. Um, How how did y'all feel about Ben Bishop's uh, tenure in the uh, NHL with the Dallas Stars, or just in general with whoever?
1: Well, his press conference was like the saddest thing I've seen since the Madano game, so that was gut-wrenching. But, yeah, I mean, what else can you say that he hasn't already said himself pretty much? He was Fesna finalist two years. It was pretty much unanimous that he – well, with the Stars, I meant.
2: Oh, with the Stars, yes.
1: It it was pretty much – uh everyone agreed pretty much that the second time he was snubbed and he should have been the Vesna winner so he just had a great career and if he had if he had stayed longer he would have won a cup somewhere it just sucks he doesn't have an, any more time
2: and it uh it just goes to show that sometimes you never know when you're gonna play your last game in the NHL and uh Unfortunately for Ben Bishop, that was a really rough game in the bubble playoffs in uh, 2020 against the Calgary Flames. And uh, it was not a good game uh, for him in that particular uh, facet. facet. But uh, unfortunately, his career ends with 11 seasons, and I mean, it was a good career. Um, Some people are saying that he has an opportunity to make it into the Hall of Fame uh what do y'all think about that is there any opportunity for him to make the hall of fame
1: i mean he's gonna be close he's gonna be a bubble guy i think but he didn't uh he, he didn't win a stanley cup which is his biggest flaw and he didn't win a vesna so it's tough to tough to say he sh- he should be in there when he didn't do either of those things but who knows he, he his uh overall stats are fantastic he's in the top 10 in a lot of that stuff so that's where the argument comes from but i i don't don't think so
2: i'm just not so sure either i just don't think he played long enough i I think that's one of the things you have to look into when you're looking at uh hall of famers is longevity and even though you know ben bishop is 35 years old now uh, he only played for 11 seasons and most of it it wasn't even full seasons because he was very injury prone you know uh back this season and then you know the season over here there's a knee injury and then knee and a rib injury over here or whatever it, he just seemed to uh, continually be hurt and unfortunately for him uh, his uh, career is over but uh, we do look forward to seeing him within the organization I, I think he could probably get some sort of role in the organization maybe like the goaltending coach for the Texas stars or you, you know maybe like a player development coach kind of like how uh, Rich Peverly did after his whole, uh, incident and basically dying on the ice and then getting revived and then being asked to be put back in the game. Uh, so, I mean, is there anything like that that you could see him doing?
1: Yeah, definitely. He's gonna do something like that. It's just whatever he decides that he wants.
2: <laughs> so let's go. Without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into this game. Uh, obviously, with that over our heads more than anything before the game started, um, this game sucked. I don't think there's another way to to put it um you know the the other losses on the road trip the vegas game sucked just because we were up by two goals los angeles game i can understand it was a back-to-back and we were tired and we didn't play very well and then the san jose game i was it, it was really bad but t- today today we we basically got our butts kicked and I, I mean literally and figuratively i put on twitter that the word of the night is physical Talk about the physicality in this game tonight.
1: Yeah, well, they, they beat up everybody on our team pretty much. I mean, we threw the body around a little bit. Klinger did and Ben did. But other than that, we didn't have much of a response. Um, but it wasn't even just that. And every single stat were dominated, uh, other than shots on goal. But our shots on goal were not very high quality. And face-off percentage, we lose this game by substantial margin, which, as you know, we're the best face-off team in the league. That should not happen. Uh, We give up 10 penalty minutes and maybe the last one shouldn't have been a four minute, but other than well, and the Pavelski one. So four of those are iffy, but either way, we're still way over them. And I didn't see a ton of calls that they missed on us either. And also our penalty kill finally gives away and lets the floodgates open. The St. Louis is two for five. They out hit us twenty five to seventeen, and that fat that stat normally favors the home team just because of home scorekeeper advantage, which is dumb. And then block shots and giveaways, y'all know how I feel about those; those are stupid anyway. So, yeah, you're right, we got demolished, and it looked like nobody really cared except for the young guys who got the, their chance to play in the NHL, and even they didn't even get a chance to play enough because they were benched the whole time.
2: Um, I honestly didn't mind the play of Jamie Benn tonight. Jamie Benn looked fantastic. Um just in general, he had he this was his kind of game. And I mean, we need to see more of this. He was actually trying some, you know, more creative offensive plays. They weren't always successful, but uh you know, when it was there, it, it created some uh, scoring opportunities for the Stars and some offensive uh, pressure. But uh again, he's just not on the score sheet tonight. Yeah, that's and, all good,
1: but then he puts up a 29% face-off percentage, which is like, weird that's
2: Ben. That is that's not weird. That's
1: actively ben. not caring. Like to go from a 60% a night kind of guy to 29%, you were not paying very much attention to that part of your game.
2: I would I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it the way you did it. I I understand why you're saying it the way you did it. I it, it's just that there's always guys that will have a bad game every once in a while. Jamie Benn is not going to win, yeah. you know, 75% of the draws every single game, which he, which he tends to do But he's only going to win
1: 29? Like, I know. And, and, again, he can have
2: a bad night. So the the only frustrating thing about this is – well, there's multiple frustrating things about this is the fact that, you know, we start with this seven-game win streak over the past 11 games, and we go from seven games winning to four games losing. And th- this was exactly the thing that we talked about that couldn't happen after that first loss. After that first loss on the road, we were like, okay, that's fine, whatever, throw it away. Now we need to turn it around and make sure that this doesn't turn into a losing streak. And now it's turned into a losing streak, and the momentum is completely against us right now.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this is the way the Stars has been for the past three and a half years now. <laughs> they win a bunch of games in a row, they lose a bunch of games in a row. And they can't seem to stop that for whatever reason. So they need to get back on a win streak. <laughs> and then they need to figure out, okay, how are we going to make this consistent? Because they they haven't been able to do it for three years.
2: And the other thing about this Blues team is this is a Blues team that has been playing a lot better compared to the team that we saw a couple weeks ago.
1: Well, and here's one thing we didn't even talk about. This is a Blues team that doesn't have ten players. Right. Ten NHL players are not on their team. And we lost to them yeah we don't have our number one scorer and two other guys who have not played well this season those guys don't matter but they had 10 less players they didn't have either of their two nhl goalies and we scored one goal and it wasn't even a goal scorer as a kid who's not supposed to be here
2: that's that's, that's so embarrassing so
1: it's embarrassing
2: he has been um doing really well in the ahl though He's had 12 points in, like, the last 10, 10 games. So
1: I, I'm not that I'm not, doesn't
2: really surprise me of uh, Damiani, but still.
1: I'm not saying it as a knock to Damiani. I'm saying it as a knock to all of our goal scorers on our team. Like, you're not going to score goal a goal against... Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, gonna score, you're not going to score a goal against a goalie who's not even good enough to play in the NHL, but this guy who's never played an NHL game is? Like, come on, dude. And, like, it, and it, these past four games, it, it's been everybody like hints has been out and just nobody stepped up they've just been like all right we're good we'll lose a couple of games till hints comes back and now hints is I mean, on the ir so we'll see well, how he, that works i mean
2: he'll be available for the next game though despite, i saw that but... they just had to do that to be able to pull up uh delandria i would assume delandria was the second call up yeah.
1: but then why not just put but... radulov
0: on the ir so i don't know man i don't know what but we're like literally back to square one from the beginning of the season. Like, hence goes no, out yet. and we're back we to need square to, one. We can't, we need to, we, we we need can't need to lose three score more games. Goals. We'll lose three it. more games and we're Hush back it. to square one. No, you're just destroying <laughs> my point. <laughs> we like, we, we lose, we lose hence and suddenly we forget how to even pass the puck anymore. Like, you're exactly right. We look like the no team before
1: the win streak. We look like the team before the win streak just because one player's gone.
2: Well, and you know, before that, it was uh, Ro- Robo. Robo was out for the beginning of the season, and he wasn't playing, and that kind of screwed everything over. Robo comes back. All of a sudden, we're doing really well. And then, you know, now Hintz is out, and I mean, what Pavelski's do we got? next. Nothing. No, Pavelski is not next. You we're going
1: to go on another eight-game win streak, and then Pavelski's going to go down. Rip. And, and,
2: and i don't know this is just a random thought but it always seems like to me that when hence is doing really well something happens to him like he's out for a couple of games or he happens to get sick and then when he comes back he's not the same player that he was before then and i wasn't i'm not necessarily talking about last year just because he was in and out but the the year previous like he was he would go on like a like a tear for like 10 15 games or whatever and then he'd you know, be hurt for, like, three or four or five games, and when he'd come back, he'd be not even close to the same. So, you know, whatever. But still, it's just rough to watch this Stars team right now. And, uh, you know, we're we're starting to hear more of the fire bonus crowd uh, again after this four-game win streak. Still on that, Christian?
1: I mean, I never fully got off of it. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I think – I already alluded to it a little bit, but only playing Damiani and Peterson for how long? Peterson seven thirty four, Damiani eight thirteen, time on ice and he's the only guy that scored and he played yeah. the second least of anybody on the team. That's that's idiotic. There's no other way to put it. Like if that's a guy who has the hot hand, put him in more. There's no reason to pinch him. It's it's just stupid.
2: So a lot so, of little topics. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. After go ahead his ahead.
1: goal, he had five more shifts the rest of the game. That's ridiculous. He touched the ice five times after he scored. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He was on the ice more before he scored.
2: Well, and and most of that was uh, probably in the third period when it really didn't matter at that point. When uh, when they got the, oh yeah, their third it absolutely goal. is.
1: Four of so, those shifts are after the third the third Blues goal.
2: Right. So. Um, let's go ahead and get into just a, a quick little summary of the game here. Um, it looked like that the St. Louis Blues had gotten the first goal of the game, but then it was ruled that it was kicked into the net. And then they reviewed it and said, oh no, it, it actually wasn't kicked into the net. And then bonus threw his red flag and said, no, he was actually offside.
1: We need to and then my the flag. goal
2: was overturned. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I'm really glad it was was
1: offsides because if it wasn't offsides and they called that a goal, I would have gone ballistic. Like, honestly, how is that not a kick? The dude's foot lifted up, went forwards towards the net, and the puck was propelled in by the foot. Like, if that's not a kick, then just get rid of the rule. Like, just say you're allowed to kick it in now because it's not a rule right now. And that's all across the league. Like, if you watch hockey a lot, you'll know. Lots of pucks that are... Deflecting off of feet are being counted as goals, so it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So, uh, what and do y'all think up about not
1: mattering? But I, w- I was pissed. Yeah. Do
2: you all, do y'all think that that should uh, be taken away? The whole you know you can't kick a puck in thing. That no, should it, it should
1: count. be a rule because they're wearing knife shoes, and when you wear knife shoes, you should not be allowed <laughs> to kick things.
2: Right. Exactly. That, that that was my point. I'm glad. But you they don't that enforce the
1: rule. So now people are kicking things while they're wearing knife shoes and around people, people get who hurt. are on the ground.
2: People that's get not hurt. a smart exactly. idea.
1: It's going to take if... someone getting their leg or hand sliced open before they start enforcing the rule again. It's ridiculous. Right,
2: right. And, and that's exactly what I was getting at. And a lot of people are like, just get rid of the rule because it's a stupid rule. Well, it's a stupid rule, but it's a stupid rule for a reason. It's there to protect the players.
1: <laughs> so... yeah, if you remember, Sagan missed out on a whole year of hockey because of a skate yeah. blade cutting his ankle right and now he forever wears kevlar all over himself <laughs> like th- them things
0: sharp apparently bro. it weighs him down yeah but people okay.
1: yeah those listen. nhl players change skates between periods and some even change their skates multiple times per period that's why they have the pop out blades now so they mm-hmm. are always razor sharp let's not kick things with those so it's like uh, running with scissors
2: james already kind of jumped on a point I was going to get into tonight, but, uh, you, you know, maybe it's just because we've mentioned him a lot the past week and a half or two weeks, uh, but Sagan looked really rough again tonight. He, he had the He had the one good chance, and it, it, he, he looked awkward shooting it. He did. But,
1: but again, on the power play, our power play was moving well. Sagan touched the puck, and the puck was Offensive out of the turn- zone. Yep, that, Immediately. Uh, was, yep.
2: Just like I said last game and it wasn't he, just once it was like it was like several times that i counted it was at least two but i would bet you there was probably about three or four i'm not talking about just the power play but throughout the game there was probably about three or four opportunities where he kind of got knocked off the puck a little bit or he turned yeah. it over yeah. and one of the turnovers actually led to a really good offensive chance for the blues as well
1: he looks like jordy ben out there i'd rather have jordy let's trade for him wagon for jordy my, ben <laughs> be my
2: my favorite thing huh?
0: Yeah, it'd be way better yeah go ahead james my favorite thing sagan did tonight was he skated into the zone realized he couldn't beat the person who he's skating to stopped at the top of the zone, tried to pass it across someone and turned it over yep i saw that one that but he so tried stupid. something and then it was a two he tried on one the he other did way. he knew he wasn't he wa- he knew he wasn't gonna beat him and he tried to pass it to someone else and turned it over
2: it, it, it's just frustrating to, to watch this team right now because the only thing that gets this team going, it appears that all of this is Robe Hints. And yet for some, and I'm, I'm going to jump on a random tangent for, why is Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben and Miro Hayskinen the only all-star selections that we can choose from? Why no, is uh, rope Hints not uh, a, a possibility?
1: I figured I read the fine print. So those are for captain voting. So ever since the John Scott debacle, us fans are not mature enough to pick the all stars. Well, they're kinda therefore like... we can only
0: pick the captain. <laughs> they're <laughs> right, honestly. So that's exactly the very that was next the... year after <laughs> John that Scott. Was... Made it, they that changed was... the
2: rules. <laughs> well, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to the All Star Game. I, I, it was just, it was just awesome.
1: But... the only All Star Game I've watched since I was ten.
2: Right, exactly. And we need to do something. We'll talk about the All-Star Game and what this what the NHL should do with it later on on another day, but any, right anyways, it, anyways, just uh, so that I thought that was the weirdest exchange I've ever seen. It, it It's not a goal. Okay, it is a goal. Oh, never mind. It's not a goal for a different reason. I've never seen that before, so I thought that was on. <laughs> Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook and the an official sports betting partner of the NFL – You'll be a winner once a single point's been scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars, and total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If you score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the first period continues on. It goes through, and the stars uh, were completely obliterated physically. And uh, the stat that was pointed out in the first intermission was the hits. And at that point, it was 13-4 to in favor of the St. Louis Blues. And the Stars had no answer for it.
1: Nope. They were slow. They were weak. And they folded. The first period was actually their worst period. Mm -hmm. Agreed. (laughs) And they didn't get scored on. Well, they did get scored on, but it didn't count.
2: (laughs) So the second period rolls along. Um... And the only reason why the first period was even scoreless was because of Jake Ottinger, but we'll mention him more towards the end. Um, And then the first period, the second period goes on. It looks like it's going to be another defensive struggled game. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, the call up, Mr. Riley Damiani, gets his first career NHL goal from John Klingberg and Jason Robertson. So Jason Robertson gets on the score sheet. Klingberg gets his 10th assist. Still no goals. In a quarter of the season, and that cannot happen for John Klingberg. He needs to get a goal somehow. Yeah. Uh, it, but, anyways, Riley gets his first uh, career NHL goal, and it was a good one, too. It's not like it like bounced off his butt or, you know, it, it was like a flute goal. It was a great shot, and it was great patience by uh, Damiani.
1: It was after a lot of sustained pressure by the Stars. It was really good you shifts all around, it. and they cycled people in. You could tell it was coming. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, the shot was crazy. Just cross-crease pass, cookie jar, take it home. It was great. Loved that goal. Amazing shot.
2: And, uh, honestly, I got really excited for that goal because you could feel the pressure. You know, when the pressure built up, built up, built up, boom, there's a goal. And I'm like, okay, great. This is a start of a of a great game. This is going to start going well. And then, literally, Colton Perenko does his thing. He scores his third of the year from... Sarasenko and Bucinevich, uh formerly of the New York Rangers. And it's tied 1-1 uh, just over a minute later.
1: And just like James said, this is how we got scored on when we were in the beginning section of the season. So b- before the win streak, I'm saying. We would score a goal and we would or It would be the beginning of a period. We would immediately get scored on. Something like that. After every event, we would get scored on somehow. And we keep doing it and continue that until now. And it is obviously a losing recipe. It was then and it is now.
2: So we go into the third, or into the second intermission, excuse me, into the third period with a 1-1 tie. Uh, Jay Continger again looked very solid for the Stars going through uh, the second period. He was probably the Stars' best player uh, other than I would argue Jamie Benn was probably our best player at that point and uh in the third period just right off the bat it's i mean that's how you start off a period uh if you're the uh if you're the road team and justin Falk gets his fifth of the year completely unassisted and uh the st louis blues would get the 2-1 lead and they would never look back after that
1: yeah from from some really bad defending in the third period by the stars the first two periods were really tight by both teams uh, and in the second period, the Stars really got some pressure going, but the third period, the doors were just blown open, and it was just wide-open hockey, stretch passes all over the place, not much defending by either team, and of course, the Stars aren't talented enough
0: offensively to actually bury one, so we just get demolished yeah. in a period like that. And the the most annoying thing to me was after that second goal, there was no pushback at all. Like, once they scored that goal they were just the Stars just decided they were done playing that night. Like that yeah. was it. Yeah. Or they they didn't... just didn't
2: ha- I wouldn't I wouldn't say that cuz I mean they wanted to win the game obviously. I mean any any hockey player wants oh. to win the game but they just had no answer for the physical play of the St. Louis Blues. It...
0: But but even like right after the goal was scored like for the next 5 minutes nothing happened on right, either side. No nothing. Yeah.
2: And, and, and if you're and the St. Louis Blues, that's exactly what you want. You don't want anything happening because you want to establish that lead and say, no, this is our game, get out of our zone. And then the other thing that I noticed about the third period was that the St. Louis Blues didn't turtle when they got their second goal. They didn't sit there and turtle. They continued to push in the opposite direction well, into the offensive I, zone. And that was helpful to me place, more though. than anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about to say, I kind of disagree with you
0: because – I still disagree with you because they 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 were still dumping it in, but what the only thing they did different from our dump in is that they would go in and our hit hit our defenders. That was the and only they would difference. actually get it. They yeah. wouldn't get it. They weren't getting it. Sometimes in the would. in the third period in that dump.
1: Yeah, but the hit would at least lead to something happening as opposed to how the stars dump it in when they're playing turtle. They just dump it in and turn around. <laughs> yeah,
2: dump it in, turn around, go for the line change and. It's almost like that the short shifts are more important than actually making sure that you get uh, some sustained pressure and, you know, actually protecting the lead. So, um, anyways, uh, the Stars, would it would continue on about halfway through the third period. Uh, stars get called for a penalty. I forgot who it was. I can't Foxa. remember now. Foxa. Foxa on a, on a double high sticking minor. Let's talk about that for a second. Did, did y'all see any blood at all? Because I did not.
1: No. I, I think it was in his mouth. I think it hit his, like, his literal teeth and knocked him in, and there was blood on his gums. But, I mean, if there's blood, like, if if that happened to our guy and there was some blood on his fingers, I would be pissed if it wasn't called. So makes sense to me. They reviewed it, too, and they saw that stick definitely hit face. So, whoops. So not much you can really say. He hit him in the face with a stick. It's a penalty.
2: Just a really bad time to take a penalty because if there was, I mean, I like James said, there wasn't any pushback from the Stars at that point. But if there was going to be any sort of comeback, that kind of destroyed it because a, a little bit later, uh, the Blues would get their third goal of the game from Ryan O'Reilly, again unassisted, and it was it, it was just an unfortunate
0: goal. Yeah, it, it just and seemed to bounce the right way for the St. Louis lucky. Blues. Yeah. Oh, it's called the it this is, is something the, first game, the
1: third goal we're lucky. Sorry, James.
0: Yeah, that, that's something we didn't even talk about. Like the blues goals weren't even that impressive. Like the first one is it bounced in front of the net. It was a bad rebound by Otter. But Haskinen gets there and he gets a stick on the shot and stops the shot from going in. And it goes right to the other dude that's in front of the net and he sinks it on an empty net. And the second one that they had was a flutter puck that Otter probably should have had, but it, he he missed it. And it, and it floated right in behind him. And the third one right now is another just just bounced, got through a defender somehow, and went in off one of our defenders.
1: Yeah, that's because of scrappy physical hockey, I think. Also, the Justin Falk one it wasn't just a flutter puck. It definitely got deflected by Caro. Uh, Otter's glove was right in the way, and then it got deflected right the other direction. So I'm going to back up Otter a little bit on that one. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, all three of them were, were – Scrappy goals, not pretty. But, I mean, that's how you're going to score if you got 10 guys out of your lineup and they played the game perfectly for what they had.
2: And then the final goal for the St. Louis Blues this evening would be another power play goal, really when it didn't matter. Um, you know, some people, yeah, who cares? Pavelski was really upset, but, I mean, it was a penalty. Uh, no, it mean, he wasn't. He, no, he, he wasn't. might have fallen down call? easy. He might have fallen down easy, I admit. It, but, it, it, I mean, if anything, it was
0: hooking. If it they called call. tripping, it's it was garbage. It, it might have been hooking, maybe. It looked more like me, like Pavelski got down yeah. and maybe slashing, but they he kind of
1: yeah, they did call tripping. <laughs> his but, stick but was on he, his hip. He, yeah, <laughs> his, there's no way to trip if the stick is on.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a well, dive.
2: Well, I wouldn't call it a dive. He he hit it, it a was lot dead. better a than dive. he. Well, I mean. He, you think well, Ryan was,
1: O'Reilly is that easy to knock over? No, but what I'm no. thinking is, is the there I forgot like what game ben it was this season. That.
2: But there there was one game this season where someone it was real obvious and they even called it. It wasn't that obvious.
0: It was probably Robertson. Uh,
2: it it might have been. <laughs> 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 yeah, <it> probably was. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, they talked about these three guys at the beginning of the game: uh, Tarasenko, Barbashev, and Buchnevich. and. Uh, Tarasenko gets his ninth of the year uh, from those two guys. It was a power play goal. It didn't really matter at that point. Uh, the, the Stars had no motivation at that point to push back. They had no desire to win this game, and it was already over at 3-1. to one. So this just made the score l- look worse than it actually was. And then that ends the game for uh, the Dallas Stars' final score, 4-1. to one. And then your three stars of the game – uh, Charlie Lindgren gets the first star of the game. He was okay, but I don't think he was asked to be spectacular. He made a couple of good stops, but he's Bad the first star of the game. Uh, Riley Damiani gets the second star for scoring his first career NHL goal. And then Justin Falk gets the third star of tonight's uh, game. Uh, shots on goal, 34-28 to 28 overall. Faceoff percentage, we lost pretty badly tonight, 56-44. Uh, power play, we went 0 for 1. The uh, St. Louis Blues went 2 for 5. Um, hits 25 to 17. I still feel like that, that number should have been a lot larger, if you ask me. And then uh, block shots stars in favor of 14 to 11. So, just some uh, some stats to throw at y'all at the end of the game tonight. Yeah. Is there anything anything in particular that stood out to y'all on the stat sheet that we need to mention?
1: I know a lot of people are going to be mad about the penalty minutes being so lopsided. But, I mean, I think the refs called the game correctly. I mean, yeah, we I had a lot more penalties than them. We, I mean, honestly, we could have been called for more. I mean, the breakaway, that they or the half breakaway that we didn't get any uh, penalty on? Yeah. What? <laughs> that should have been almost a penalty shot. So, yeah, we definitely... And I think that's a side effect of us not moving our feet and being more lazy, especially in the later periods. So... I think the penalty minutes are fine. Uh, the The only other thing I want to get to a bright side. Uh, Ottinger lit yep. in four goals and still has an eight fifty seven, so that's pretty good. <laughs> we'll take that. I mean, he had a great night overall too, though. The first period, we should have been down two to nothing. He I mean, was
2: he was the reason why it was scoreless going into the first intermission. I mean, he was fantastic in the first period and yeah. especially on that one uh sunquist tip like maybe like two inches from his pad that was fan- a fantastic save mm-hmm. uh, and just overall in the first period he looked great
1: yeah and, and like james said we would like for him to get that second goal a lot i mean i think if he goes out there with a glove and a blocker instead of just the glove he'll get it uh and then the first goal i feel like he was out way too far like i didn't feel like he was in the right position
0: well uh- he, so. It was kind of because he gave up that bad rebound, and he was expecting that shot, so he came out to meet that shot and yeah, not and give it, up. He tried to shoot, and then <laughs> yeah, and then it deflected right to the Yeah, view,
1: so kind of unlucky, kind of bad positioning, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a goalie, but it wasn't his best night. But he de- the first period he was definitely outstanding, and he was, he was good enough to win the game. Is what is what it comes down to.
2: Well, and I mean, when your team only gets you one goal for goal support, that doesn't exactly. help at all. And
1: uh, and ten penalty minutes.
2: Right. So, so two things that I I kind of want to want to talk about real quick, and then we'll probably wrap it up here for tonight. Um, the the first thing I want to mention is. You, you know, I'll go back to it. Is is this whole uh, bonus situation, and I I know we've talked about it so much and everything, but when you look at the last couple of games in particular, the first the one game I'm thinking in particular is Vegas, okay? So Vegas gets down, they call a timeout, they switch their goaltender, and then they turn around and win the game. And it, it was only when the guy had let in three goals, right? At that point, he had only let in three or four goals. It, it wasn't like he had let in seven or eight, but they made a quick decision because they saw how the momentum was turning into the game. and and uh, that ended up winning them the game. When you look at the game tonight, the double minor, this for the first 3 minutes the Stars were were doing really well on the penalty kill. They were destroying the the power play for the Blues and it was doing fantastic. The Blues call a timeout and literally 30 seconds later what happens? They score the goal score and that ball. that literally puts it out of reach for the Stars to even come back and that you know dampens their spirits it doesn't allow them to have any kind of hope for the and the reason I ask this is because you know does making a rash decision like that and I'm talking about firing bonus and replacing him with someone else is that really that rash of a decision at this point because we're not seeing the offense from this team that we need to see and you know, you it's it's early it's a little earlier in the season. So we're not halfway through yet, right? I don't think it's too late for NIL to go out and make a decision on this and say, "Hey, this team is not, you know, performing to the expectations of me, of the owner Tom Gallardi, of the fans." Is it too is it really too late of a decision to say, "Hey Bones, You can be an assistant again, or hey, you need to, you know, hitchhike up the road. You're done. Is it really too late? Being an assistant again is not. Does that make? Does all that make sense? Yes,
1: I I I, I get the point you're making. Being an assistant is not an option. That that would not go over well for anybody. I I agree. (laughs) You know. Um. But no, I don't think it's too late. I think it would be a good thing. I think it would make the guys wake up and hopefully get rid of the culture of medi- mediocrity that we've had for forever. Um, but it's not going to happen. That's why I'm kind of done talking about it, because Jim Nill is not going to fire a coach in the middle of a season, especially when he said before the season started that he's going to get he's going to give him a chance the with a full yeah. season and a full roster or whatever. It's just not going to happen. That's not the way Jim Nill works as a GM. He's a very... Thoughtful guy, he doesn't do things
2: stoic quickly. Stoic is a good word.
1: Stoic is, that's a great word, Ryan. That's that writer coming out in you. You know, I I can tell with all those articles, I'm getting yeah. lots of word. You read that the 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 the, 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 the thorth? the thorth. That was not a dig. I'm sorry, I cannot say thesaurus. Okay. <laughs> but what was I saying? Oh yeah, Jim Knows yeah. never gonna do that. So I'm done talking about it. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. So. And then uh the, the the last thing I kinda wanna mention is, you know, is Dennis Giryanov. Uh Ardell, he, he's a very good, you know, loyal. I wanna talk about the, the number
1: one too. I was gonna bring that up.
2: Yeah. Um, but Dennis Giryanov gives this team very little on offense yet again. Uh two goals all season for thirty four. But I mean we could we, we could talk not just about Dennis Giryanov, but Yep, Sagan's scoring greasy goals. Uh, John Klingberg's Klingberg not scoring. hasn't scored a goal all season. Haskinen hasn't three. scored
1: in, like, 12 games.
2: Right, Haskinen is it has not shown up on the score sheet. Jimmy but, Ben hasn't
1: scored. Radulov hasn't scored.
2: Right, exactly. And, and that, that kind of that Dennis Garionov comment for me kind of leads into his, that first point that he's talked about, no offense from their defensemen for a while. Well, and the defensemen was, have
1: they've been trash. I mean... Haskinen was good in the beginning of the season and for a little bit in the uh, in the win streak, his defense was great. And it's still it's still good, I think. But he has not shown any offensive production. He has not really been a threat. Like normally you'll see him like fly into the zone and make something happen at least, move the defense around. He hasn't even been doing that recently. It's just been no legs, no stick handling. He's just been getting past the red line and dumping it in like everybody else on the stars. And that's definitely not what we need.
2: And, you know, one last thing before we close it up for tonight. I mean, this team is going through a a bug. There's something going through the locker room. Uh, I I can't remember who said what. Uh, I think it was probably bonus. He said that more than half the players that played the last game, not this game, but the game before, were sick. Mm -hmm. In some form or fashion, were not feeling great. So I, I think... That has been a huge factor as to why the Stars and, have been on a four-game losing streak at this point, too. It's, it's not a good excuse because they're professionals. They should still— No, it's,
1: it's a great excuse for the last three games. But for this game, the Blues don't want to hear it. They have 10 NHL players who are not playing. There are 10.
2: And there are teams that are going through COVID shutdowns right now and With just know, as many. Yeah, so.
1: And they're not losing every single game. Right. So, especially against the Blues, that's not an excuse. You're losing to a team who is half AHL. Like, maybe you'll need to go back, join Hudobin.
2: And, again, this is another thing that we've said multiple times. The good teams always find a way to win, regardless of who's in the lineup or not. And uh, Jay Gottinger gave that opportunity for the Stars tonight, but he got no goal support from them whatsoever, other than the first goal, so... All right. Uh, anything else guys that we need to talk about tonight? I think we kind of hit everything.
0: I just wanted to mention one last thing is that we are going into our central division games now and the central division is yeah. And and the central division is on fire right now. Everyone is like, they're, they're going for it. I mean, the predators are on the five game winning streak. The avalanche are on a four game winning streak the blues are still winning even without 40 players and
2: four Oh and, and two in their yeah. last six.
0: Yeah. And the wild are sitting the top of the league.
2: They're eight and two in their last 10.
0: Yeah. Like we, if we don't wake up, we are, this season's gone. Like it, yeah. it it's, it's right now. It's, you're right. Cause
1: we can bury yeah, ourselves and, right
0: now. And it's turned so fast. It's so, so, sad for from a fan standpoint to be on the high of like a seven game winning streak and now you're here and you're talking about the season's over if they don't wake up
1: yeah and we're lucky we built a little bit of a cushion but it, this is game one's gone now yeah we got two games left in our above 500 cushion which for the central right now it's nothing they it's not anything. even close so yeah, i mean you're going to have to get the to 65 You're going to have to get to 650 to make the playoffs right now in the Central Division, which is crazy. We're so good.
2: Yeah, and he's talking about uh, winning percentage. Yeah, yeah, point point percentage right now, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, we got a little buffer left, but, yeah, we're running out of time because these next nine games all against Central Division, if you lose more than half of these, you're more than likely not going, and we're more than likely sellers going into the trade deadline.
2: And hopefully uh, we don't have to talk like that, uh, you know, when it comes along. So. But this
1: is what it comes down to, really, is these nine games determines if we're buyers or sellers. So we'll see.
2: All right, uh, next game will be on Friday in St. Louis, at 7 p.m. on ESPN at Enterprise Center there, and uh, again, it's not going to be an easy an easy game i mean we get a couple of days off hopefully that allows some of the players to start feeling a little bit better and everything but well that didn't help
1: tonight i guess
2: right it really didn't because we had what two days off here today yeah i think it was two Mm -hmm. i don't think it was three but still it was two and uh two days the the, schedule is only going to get worse from here i mean there's so many games crunched into december here and with the the central division teams so
0: try it Friday is what starts our five games in seven nights. So Yay. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So.
2: Hey, at least we're not doing this at one in the morning, right? Yeah.
0: That's, that's better. Not of a benefit, that is a right? That's the bright side.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was tired this <laughs> week. I was tired. Yeah. I so way better. yeah I do too. But, um, anyways, <laughs> let's see what these guys can do. Uh, hopefully the, this gets turned around in the next, uh, No, no, well, not in the next week. No, Uh, now. Friday, now. We'll take it now. It has to be now. (laughs) So uh, once again, guys, uh, thank you guys for listening to Starcastic Remarks along with Chris and James. I'm Ryan. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts. You can follow Chris at ChrisCham2B as he very awkwardly waves. For those of you that are listening on the audio side, you can't see it. Uh, James, you can follow him at JamesTheBomb02. Follow me at StarsBoy12 and also follow the podcast on any kind of social media account. And uh, we will be back with you guys on Friday night, and we have a special announcement hopefully coming up on Friday as well. And Christian and James know what that is, but y'all don't. And hopefully uh, we'll get to Secret. share that on Friday, all right? Thank you guys again. Catch you on the flip side.
1: Bye. Catch you on the flippity flop.